This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 308, for the week of Wednesday, the 24th of January, 2018. I'm Ben. And I'm Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Gamefly, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, in our discussion topic, we look at a cantina full of Star Wars Black Series exclusives. Well, hello, Mr. Eddie. What's the hap or whatever the young cool kids say these days? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's what's the hap. That's, oh, good, that's, good. That's the latest thing on uh, <laughs> Snapchat and Negate and uh, Facebook and all those social media uh, run-throughs. I, I was so excited. I actually had a bunch of stories to tell this week and normally I feel like I'm a bit of the boring one, but uh, <laughs> I realize why. And that's unfortunately my work has a lot of non-disclosure uh, items, either dealing with people or uh, things that we deal oh, with. So yeah. I, I honestly can't talk about it. And I sort of realized uh, a little bit just before we started recording, I was like, Oh damn, I can't really go in. But I did, uh, I had a, Nice surprise today as a collector, not related to toys, but uh, I've been on a bit of a Robert Kirkman Invincible kick. Oh, yes. uh, Which, for those that don't know, is the other comic that Robert Kirkman does, The Man Behind Walking Dead. uh, And it's a fantastic superhero book. Uh, But I had up to issue 48, and it's well past 100 now. And I was like, oh, I need a collect some more and I realized they put out this massive volume called a compendium that has the next issues pretty much from 49 onwards so it was right (laughs) at the spot that I needed to buy it from so I was like that's perfect I had a comic book store gift voucher burning a hole in my bag for uh, about $60 and this compendium is about $100 Australian Walked into my store to pick it up, and they're having a 50% off certain (laughs) trade sale. And right in the front of the pile was that Invincible uh, Compendium Volume 2 that I was looking to pick up. So It's like it was meant to be. It was amazing. I've never had the want so much of, like, I'm going to walk in and buy this, and I was just planning to buy it off the shelf, and 50% off anyway. So I was very happy with that. Excellent. And then Excellent. just then munching down on lamb and mint fla- flavored potato chips, which is actually oh, surprisingly ah, good. Okay, which company? Uh, Smiths, so that crinkle cut. Good to see they're they're staying relevant. Yeah, good on them. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What have you been? At? Yeah, I'm still in the middle of school holidays, so uh, I, you know I find things to keep the the kids amused and. Uh, sometimes that includes me being involved and other times it involves uh, me taking them to a park where they can run right for a couple of hours and I just set myself up in the shade and read on my tablet or I take a book. So um, I've actually been enjoying um, books about comics, which is um, yeah something different. I quite enjoy the, the history of comics and somehow uh, a book called The Ten Cent Plague 
actually s- snuck past me. And, uh, yeah, so I, I picked that one up. And a really, really good read if you're interested in sort of what – it actually starts right at the very beginning of comics, and uh, it actually goes through and obviously focuses a lot on, um, you know, the Senate um, committee hearings about sort of juvenile delinquency and whether um, comics were corrupting the youth of America and Frederick Wortham, and focuses very heavily on um, Bill Gaines and EC Comics involvement. And uh, yeah, I um, I've got some like various stuff of EC Comics like reprints and and that sort of thing. Uh, and I feel sort of like I'm, you know, um, depriving myself by having not read all of these stories. And uh, there's a few, if you want to read EC Comics, there's a few things around. But I just happened to look on the right Facebook page at the right time, and there was a guy selling um, a whole bunch of hardcovers. And they, uh, the, the way they've been published is they're actually artist-specific. So uh, instead of sort of reading, uh, you know, um, crime suspense stories starting with number one and then number two kind of thing, um, these hardcovers, you know, there's one that just focuses on the work of Johnny Craig and another one that focuses on the work of, um, you know, Cayman and another one that focuses on, you know, that sort of thing. So um, it's really good. And I've actually got really fond memories. And even today, Johnny Craig's early Iron Man covers um, are some of my all-time favourites. And so, um, yeah, I sent this guy off a message and basically ended up picking them up for a complete steal because I said to him, I'll, I'll take all of them. And he went, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. So, you know, free shipping. So I've got all this 50s um, crime and horror goodness coming my way. So Very nice. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, Wortham era is a fascinatingly interesting time period which i don't know have you ever seen the documentary comic book confidential i have indeed so that's a bit where they do the old sort of public service announcement about comics and it has kids reading comic books in the uh, (laughs) woods like they're doing hard drugs and one of them picks up a rock to basically crack in the head of his fellow comic book is just yeah it's been kids reading what a horrible horrible thought (laughs) ah and you you hear about the um the burnings that were organized when things started to really sort of get Mm. um some momentum behind them and you know you'd have one particular sort of overzealous teacher who would organize you know um you know comic burnings and they would you know bring them all to the scout hall or to the school and they'd have a huge bonfire and they'd dump all these comics into the bonfire and you're thinking of all the you know the the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of comics that probably went up in flames and there's um that 10 cent plague has a really good section where they were talking about people who were there and this this poor kid said you know i didn't even know what it was for they just said that you know we had to gather all these comics together and it wasn't until i actually got there that they said they were going to burn them and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) it got like sucked into it so but yeah it's it's fun stuff and it's uh it's a nice little sort of diversion from the whole toy thing every now and then sort of you know reading the uh I guess that source material that brought us to where we are today. So yeah, speaking of uh, the toys, any recent acquisitions? Um, I'm just thinking through. Certainly, uh, Star Wars, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, plenty of stuff happening in that space, though. Oh, I did actually pick up the Iron Man three uh, Igor. Um, figure from Comic Cave Studios, who I'm uh, really unfamiliar with. And I've been scoping it out for a while because it's uh, Marvel Legends scale and it's die cast. 
and I finally pick one up for a, a really good price. And so, yeah, nice little acquisition, and I'll talk about that in a, uh, a very, yeah, in the near future. Very interesting. Yeah, what about you? Uh, well, sort of on the topic of tonight, a lot of uh, Star Wars has been coming <laughs> in, including I somehow, just by luck um, of a new comic book store, near me that had the latest wave of Star Wars Black. So I actually oh, cool. already have my hands on the DJ and uh, the Ray you know, outfit that she wore at the end of Force Awakens and through most of uh, Last Jedi. Uh, so, And that's the first wave, I believe, that's using the face scan technology. Yes, and yes. It's, oh, that'll some, be interesting. Yeah, some very nice stuff. Uh, in there, the DJ looks miraculously better than what he looked like in the promo images. So if you oh, dismissed him on the promo, uh, definitely check him out once you've got him uh, in hand on a shelf. Okay, sounds like we're finally getting there with this technology because yeah. I, in the face, you know, sorry, in the past they've announced this kind of face scan technology, and then the figures have come out, and it's like, yeah, you must be using an old three eight six. Uh, you know, with floppy disk drives or something to drive this uh, software because that doesn't look anything like Person X. But, uh, yeah, yeah the, I think Hasbro obviously have the, the, you know, the means to actually do a really good job with this stuff. Mm. All right, well, we've, we've got a whole bunch of figures to talk about, so we're going to come back after this break and uh, get stuck into it. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon to get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30 day trial or find another book to start your audible journey. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash AF blues. Well, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know that both Eddie and I are big fans of what Hasbro's doing with the Star Wars Black 6-inch line. And, uh, you know, it's been interesting the last few weeks trying to keep up with certain bits and pieces. And, Eddie, how are you keeping up with them? I've been doing fairly good. So uh, (laughs) this is going to be an interesting subject. We're covering all the exclusives that have hit. Uh, now, this doesn't necessarily mean that me or Ben have them all, so <laughs> some things we'll be talking about firsthand, some things we'll be talking about uh, through images that we have, thanks to the wonderful World Wide Web. But Star Wars is that kind of unique, interesting brand where it is so big, it's just created a flood of <laughs> stores that want to get exclusives in, and they really do... Uh, vary on the gambit on what is on offer and being a big movie year this year it's hit large which can be great if you love Star Wars there's lots of stuff to get and enjoy Uh, if you are living 
pretty much if there's a collecting center to the galaxy, we are on the planet that's furthest from. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so it can be very hard when things become exclusive to retailers mm. uh, for us to get here, even if we have that retailer in the country, which I'll uh, definitely be getting into with <laughs> some of these figures. So uh, online stores have been a big friend uh, to me, even just the classic uh, eBay save search has yep. been a good friend. And it's also led me to some luck. I've actually ended up with some of these well in advance of their actual uh, release. So it hasn't all been bad. And generally, just keeping an eye open and safe searches has meant that I haven't been overly spending on some. Mm, uh, mm. But then other times you can sort of be caught off a little bit. Uh, but I've been trying to get most of the things that I don't have already in some format. So uh, I should also note there are a couple of exclusives from the last year that we will be skipping over. Obviously, the Akbar and Dylan, me and Ben, have already done a joint review on a couple of weeks ago. So that's already well yep. uncovered. And yep. I've also decided to skip the Ray and Luke from San Diego Comic-Con and the pilot Luke from Celebration, because they are just the regular figures that have been re-released on different carding for their mm. exclusives. So uh, we've sort of either covered them or uh, will cover them uh, in their basic form in somehow, but we're talking about the exclusives that are somehow different in a way beyond packaging yeah, itself. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I really was quite surprised when you and I um, were exchanging a couple of messages and said, hey, you know, why don't we talk about all those exclusives that we've been exchanging messages about, <laughs> turn it into an episode. Um, you know, we started sort of putting a few, you know, bullet points into the script that we use for each episode. And uh, I, <laughs> I came in after uh, uh, you'd actually added a few and was really quite surprised with uh, just how many there are because even with the ones that we're not talking about, we still ended up with sort of a, a dozen and a half or something like that. It's uh, coming out pretty thick and fast. Yeah, and pretty much most of these, barring a couple, have been this last sort of three months uh, of the year that it sort of all hits around the movie release. So it's not, not wallet-friendly uh, no, no, not either, at all. <laughs> in, in fact, I, I was kind of living vicariously through you when you'd uh, send me photos of your acquisitions and I'd be like, ooh, ah, and uh, and sometimes I'd be like, oh, I completely forgot about that one. And uh, I, I was actually a naughty boy and I hadn't done my income tax return. Uh, and I thought, okay, I, I better get around to it before they start taking too much of an interest in uh, my finances. And not that I've got anything to hide. I'll, I'll just sort of, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> I did do my tax and uh, I actually got quite a good tax return. And I thought, you know, uh, I can either be responsible or I can just go crazy and, and knock over a whole bunch of these. And, yeah, I was actually really lucky that uh, I picked up quite a few of them through Amazon at the same time. So I did quite well with the, the whole shipping component. So I um, was quite pleased. So when this giant box arrived, I, I was sort of, you know, giggling like a, a fat kid on free cupcake day. It was awesome. They they have been one of the better retailers to deal with out here in Australia, Amazon. Uh, it does make getting their exclusives easier and their shipping uh, has gotten a lot better. So it's, mm. it's not... Uh, too painful, and they often have sales, which is great. It's not an exclusive from this year, but I picked up just recently that um, 
multi trooper pack with like the shut up storm trooper and oh, the first yes. order one with the pauldron that was down to like twenty five dollars US during a flash sale. So excellent. I uh, nabbed that one through. Uh, so very happy with them. But let's uh, jump in and get started, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, all right. I mean, look, these are in no particular order. We're not focusing on release date. We're not focusing on the vendor. Um, we're just going to go through sort of at random and talk about uh, what we like, what we don't like, um, both from the actual figure and the packaging, um, keeping in mind, too, that, uh, you know, this is a discussion topic. This isn't a toy of the week, so we're obviously not going to focus a lot on things like uh, articulation points um, because, you know, for a lot of it, the figures haven't really changed. Um, so, you know, it's just a, an overall thoughts and views and that kind of thing. So, um, mate, I'm, I'm going to kick things off and I'm going to talk about the Battlefront 2 uh, Inferno Squad Trooper who uh, happened to come out just in time to coincide with a certain video game. Yes, probably the most controversial video game of all time. <laughs> uh, I think it's safe to say it might have taken it from GTA. There's government <laughs> hearings and all, all sorts of things going on. <laughs> yeah, look, I, um, I, I got a, a, a sort of a bit of a heads up at how big the game was. And, I mean, I'm old enough to remember that when, like, a mate came over, you could pop a cartridge into your Super Nintendo and just start playing. And I got Battlefront 2 for Christmas, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll, um, I'll get a chance to sort of sit down for a few hours and play it tomorrow. But I was actually smart enough to pop the disc in at about 11 o'clock at night the, the night before. And uh, I put it in and it said, oh, before you can play this game, you need a 44 gigabyte update. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, 44 gigabyte. Yeah. So, uh, yes. But anyway, look, um, without getting into the, the details of the game, um, you know, I'm just going to come out and say that uh, I do believe that this is a female TIE fighter pilot. Uh, now, I don't know the game too well uh, myself. I haven't had a chance to play it. I know the lead character is a female TIE fighter pilot in the game uh, but I'm not sure if this is the same character or if this is just part of her squad. Great, I am so glad you said that because <laughs> when I got this I went, this doesn't look like a female TIE fighter pilot. I was actually expecting her to be a female and have a female shape. This just looks like a TIE fighter pilot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you said that but I just I love this. I just I love the Tie Fighter pilot. I love the black armor. Um, yeah. And so, do you actually have this figure? Did you the Inferno Squad agent? I do indeed. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is one of the ones I'm actually missing. Uh, I still need to acquire. Yeah, I mean, look, there's not a lot um, happening here with this figure. It's obviously a reuse of the existing buck. Um, I was a bit disappointed because I honestly thought, you know, having played the game and, and run around as a, a female, you know, TIE fighter pilot, or sorry, a, a member of the Inferno squad, should I say, um, you know, I was actually thinking that this would actually be a female because, of course, they've, you know, they've done female stormtroopers, etc. cetera. Uh, and so when I took this one out, I thought, gosh, this just looks exactly like the existing figure. Uh, it's just got some new sort of decals on it. So, And I believe it's a new belt as well yeah it looks a little bit different and um mine's actually got a couple of scuffs on it and i don't know whether that's uh i don't know whether that's kind of deliberate or 
it's kind of hard to tell. So, but look, obviously the the decals on the helmet are um, specific to the Inferno Squad, and there's some decals on the the shoulder and the red stripe that runs down the arms. But um, you know, the nice thing about this is it's the standard black and red window box packaging, but um, the Inferno Squad agent in the bottom right corner that that kind of um, oh, whatever you want to call it that grayscale art actually looks really good. So you know, if you're uh, if you're an on the card collector as many people are but i'm not um it actually presents really really well looks looks quite good so yeah big fan and hey uh for my ocd there's no number on the side either ah uh, that's good yes <laughs> so don't have to worry about you know tracking down number 59 to to go in there so yes it is number free yeah so next one we got up uh, is the ultimate uh, trooper pack first order storm uh, trooper? There's a lot of the word trooper uh, in its title. <laughs> uh, so this one was uh, one of the Amazon exclusives, and this guy's got to be a highlight of uh, the exclusive bunch. Just as an army builder, uh, this pack is fantastic. Now he doesn't come in. Uh, that sort of red and black pack that you mentioned. He has sort of a case that has a little fold-out window that opens up uh, kind of like uh, doors to a cathedral and has it's actually him on... pretty cool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a very nice sort of that Velcro design uh, ones. You've got those little sort of lined lighting bars that they often have around Imperials, sort of cut, mm, die-cut mm. in to let light through and uh, all his mini, mini accessories out on display uh, with him so you can yeah. set up by you know probably half a dozen of these guys and all have them displayed slightly differently uh, from one another and it's nice to finally get the first order stormtrooper who has uh, all those uh, cartridge pieces strapped to his chest because he was yes. around in a lot of that marketing for the first film yeah, I mean, look, I, I really love the packaging to this. I think the slip cover over the top, and and to be honest, I mean, once you take that slip cover off and those those doors that you mentioned open up, it's actually easier access than the regular black packaging because you know you've got access to the plastic tray and all the accessories in there. And so, what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven accessories, which is uh, just astonishing. So, look, I'm I'm really grateful that this is actually. Um, the first order, and it isn't an original trilogy stormtrooper because I think my army building compulsion would send me broke because this is uh, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, and they have actually done some new tooling on this guy. Uh, now it's very subtle, but the head sculpt is actually different from the previous first order uh, stormtroopers. This is the new design of the helmet from Last Jedi. Okay. So it's also nice to get that sort of new style without it being just a very minor change. You're sort of getting in with a whole bunch of uh, pieces to make it a little bit worth uh, yeah. pick up. But also if you wanted the different style of trooper, you can also collect these ones here. Josh, so we get you know three different guns. We get a basic baton. We get that electro baton. We get the, um, the, the gear harness. We get the backpack binoculars, shields, extra pouches. I mean, I, this is, you know, gorgeous to look at. My only real downside to this is um, I just it's, – it's really basically um, – it's, it's, the paint is actually really average. 
Um, a lot of it's either just cast in black with a white highlight or it's cast in white with a black highlight. And um, I'm finding particularly in things like the knee joints of the trooper, they've just kind of slapped the black in there and it doesn't look as good as it probably could. But, uh, you know, it still presents really, really well. Just that. Now, the plain black baton uh, that comes... I've seen... I might have this completely wrong. I just saw an image where it actually plugs into the back of the gun and becomes like another stand piece by the looks. Ah, okay, cool. Stand up. Because I was actually going to go with a weird theory that I wonder if that was originally meant to go with a Jin Erso figure since she has like one of those baton mm. clubs mm. and maybe it was an extra piece of sculpting. But it looks like it's not actually a baton, it's part of the gun stand. Oh, cool. Yeah. There we go. I learnt something. Excellent. I just hope they can do something like this with a, an original trilogy snow trooper. I'm really waiting for that gun yeah. uh, on the, for the attack on Hoth. Now, I like this. I, I think this is a really uh, clever concept and you know, just being able to take all the existing bits and pieces and put it together, with, you know, a couple of new bits. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, next one we're moving on to is another window box, kind of standard, no numbered box for those that have OCD with the numbering. Uh, and that is the Stormtrooper Executioner, which came from Target. And uh, being here in Australia, that's not Target Australia, it's Target US. So um, this is one of the ones I actually managed to score off of Amazon. And uh, we didn't do a spoiler alert, did we? No, but let's let's do one now, just because <laughs> probably as we go deeper and deeper, it will get harder and harder than worse than this. But we are assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, uh, there's a very good likelihood that you <laughs> have seen The Last Jedi. Uh, if you have not, uh, we'll try and avoid super major spoilers but uh there are things that obviously might come up in conversations or uh me and ben probably can't resist a sly little joke here and there that would probably be the worst part of it uh so if you are spoiler sensitive uh maybe hold off until you have seen the film but i'm assuming if you're spoiler sensitive on the last jedi uh you were there fairly early on and not two months out after the release uh, still hanging around. Uh, so I assume you're about to mention his screen time? Uh, yes, yes. I I do believe this is the, the fellow that is about to um, stick it to uh, Finn and Rose in the, uh, the, uh, the hangar bay. Yep. Some theorising mm. that this is the Tom Hardy role. Ah, okay, under cool. Under the ones. Um, I've also heard that this might be the two princes as well. Uh, it's theorised that it's one of the cameos uh, of oh, someone who was on set okay. under there. Uh, but this was one I actually ended up in a bit of discussion uh, with Target Australia about. Uh, just kind of saying like, hey, I, I know you keep promoting yourself as the home of Star Wars and <laughs> your company has this exclusive, are we getting it? And sort of got back a sheepish like, oh, no, we're <laughs> not getting it. But we'll have plenty of the regular ones. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of not the ones I, I'm, I'm after. I already have those ones. So I picked it up from an overseas retailer and when it arrived, I 
kind of sent them a photo back saying, hey, got this Target exclusive yeah. from a different retailer, please. <laughs> Uh, pass on to your buyers for next time that uh, we are. <laughs> there are people who will buy buy this and would prefer to go into a local store and spend my money. But well, uh, you've just you know given me, I guess, the incentive to take a photo and send it through as well, so they're not just sitting there going, "Well, it's just that one guy." Yeah. So at least if I do it, you know, we can, uh, yeah, as like. But yeah, look, I think. This, uh, I mean, this is a fun guy mainly because of that accessory. And does it actually have a name? That sort of electro axe thing. I'm sure um, Pablo Hidalgo has written one in the visual guide, but I was kind of calling it uh, the light axe, just because it's not really lightsaber, mm. but it's kind of got a similar feel yeah. to it. But yeah, it is. Yeah, he's laser axe. Cool. Yeah, I mean, look, the actual trooper himself is a, a first order stormtrooper with some uh, extra detailing. And if I'm not mistaken, other than the change to the helmet, which has the big black stripe over the top of the helmet from one eye, it's mainly the shoulder pauldrons that are different. Yeah, so they're slightly different. And it is that new head sculpt that we talked about with the heavy trooper uh, there for the new Last Jedi style. <laughs> Interesting that uh, it includes a you know a new tray to put the the figure and the accessory in, but it doesn't actually include um, you know any of the sort of standard guns. Um, and you know this is one of those pet hates that, that we all have as as toy collectors, and that is that both of his hands are um, gun holding hands. So you know we've got a trigger finger, but he's clearly holding you know a, a weapon that has a you know a long handle, so which is a bit unfortunate. So it would have been nice just to get that gun as well. Yeah, because he does also have that slot on the side of his leg uh, mm. that you can plug the pistol gun. Uh, or I guess even the rifle has that little tag, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Because I was searching through my carpet for that little pistol gun thinking it came <laughs> out of the packet, but he just didn't have one. Must be tough as uh, a stormtrooper executioner, you know, while everyone else is leaping into battle, firing off blasters, you're kind of just standing around with your force axe, kind of going, you know, uh, whenever we're ready to get into hand-to-hand, uh, I'm here. Yeah. So, But look, this is a nice figure. Um, I, I'm i not a big enough fan of the, the First Order troopers to go silly with this guy. So um, I think I've got about eight or something of the regular troopers. So I'll just be popping this guy and uh, the one we just talked about previously into the collection off to the side. It's just a nice little sort of variation, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so the next one in our discussion is the Supreme Liga... Uh, Liga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite right. Uh, the Supreme Leader Snoke uh, from the Throne Room. So he comes with his very Star Wars-style mm. throne. Uh, now, this was one of the ones I was actually lucky because I had... Uh, ordered since we don't have GameStop here in Australia him through an on t- uh, online retailer uh, that had him for a different continent and I ended up with him extremely early I got him around the time of Force Friday uh, when the GameStop one something happened and they were majorly delayed so they didn't actually oh, hit work. the US until uh, much later on so he was a bit of a weird one. I had him sitting on my shelf while there was this huge uh, outcry going on on Twitter of people 
uh, <laughs> asking where theirs was. So I, I did feel quite fortunate. I got to sort of pour over him before I'd seen anyone else really look at him. I got to look up his skirt to see, or oh, maybe is there a clue <laughs> underneath here? Uh, there wasn't. Uh, but yes, he's a, a very cool figure. Now, he's also being released as a basic figure in Series 3, uh, yep. which I believe, unlike a lot of the other versions of that that we'll be talking about, as far as I can tell, there's no difference between the figure itself and the figure being released. The big key here is just the throne that he comes with. Yeah, and, and I mean, once I got hold of this guy, and, you know, I mentioned that I thought this was a, a pretty awesome piece. Um, I mean, that throne looks hideously uncomfortable, but um, as a, an accessory, it, it's certainly gorgeous to look at. It's it's huge. It's not just a, a little piece of plastic. It really is a, an, an epic piece. But um, one of the first things I did was ask you if you were going to get the, uh, the single sort of carded, I guess, um, Snoke, and I, I think your thoughts are pretty much the same as mine, and it's like, eh, yeah, the completest in me is not quite there. If I can find him cheap, maybe. Mm. Like, I wouldn't mind it just for the box, since I have a lot of the numbers, which yeah. you know, is probably driving you <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in terms of the figure itself, uh, if I can get him half off... Mm. Mm. Half. He's a he's a great looking figure. I'm yeah. I'm really I think I'm even more annoyed with the outcome of the film when I look at this because I, I just wanted to see so much more from him. But uh, in terms of an actual sculpt, because this is sort of you know the, the first new figure that we're talking about, um, he actually looks fantastic. Like the the wounds on his head and that that sort of craggy neck with the hole in it, um, you know, it's all really really well done. And uh, there's some nice highlighting too to sort of you know bring out those. Yeah, scars and things like that. Yeah, and even that uh, ring on his finger with the piece yeah. of Vader's castle, that's that's a nice little... Are they uh, um, are they new hands? Like They must be if it's got the ring on it. Yeah, they're, they're definitely new hands. Yeah. It sort of has the scarring on it. Yeah, well. look, I think probably the only downside to this figure, and I'm not saying you know I can think of a better way to do it, is um, the use of the soft goods. Uh, I mean, this just looks like an old man wearing a, bar- a really big bathrobe um, and it's it's quite kind of unfortunate in the way because there's an awful lot of material in that in that robe. Yeah, and unfortunately, after this last year, the word bathrobe's been ruined for me with a lot of <laughs> stories of Harvey Weinstein and the like. So it's also yeah, not yes. a not a good year for the bathrobe in general. Uh, oh. I feel yeah, it's one of those ones, particularly being that he's a sit down figure. Um, mm. I I don't know how you'd go like if you went with a sculpted plastic, maybe if you. Had him uh, swappable at the waist, which uh, you probably could have worked an action feature in there. Uh, But (laughs) uh, they might not have had knowledge about that uh, while making the toy. uh, True. He's kind of the the Hugh Hefner of the Star Wars world, isn't he? I mean, really, he... uh you know, he's an all-powerful Force user, so it's kind of like, I'm just going to get around in my smoking jacket, so... Mm. Yeah, I love this. I just I love that throne. I'm, yeah, I mean, I think the throne could have had a, a bit more. Uh, you know, weathering's not the right word, but you know, most of it is clearly cast in a particular coloured plastic, so there's not I a lot of it's highlights. More, it's that kind of toy grey plastic. Mm. If they had mm. a sort of yeah, had a bit more of a metallic paint over it or something to give it a little yeah. Shush. 
Yeah, but look, it's it's a huge piece. It's a, a great accessory, and um, I was very curious early on with Star Wars Black in a six inch scale as to how they were going to handle some of the bigger pieces. And obviously, that you know the Tie Fighter is the is the you know the exception there. But the fact that we're getting things like the speeder bikes, the Land Speeder, you know, Jabba, uh, the upcoming Jubak, I'm I'm glad that they're actually making an effort to getting us some of these you know bigger. Um, you know, vehicles and accessories. So, yeah, I'm digging this. I'm really enjoying it. Very nice. Uh, so, speaking of exclusives based on high-ranking bad guys, <laughs> our uh, next one is the Grand Admiral Fawn from San Diego Comic-Con right. uh, exclusives. So, he's another one that uh, did get released singularly. Uh, but the kind of key feature here is his new box design and he's a bit of a collector of artifacts and he comes with a whole bunch of little bits and bob which has one really cool easter egg nod among it which is the holy grail from indiana jones <laughs> uh but you also have a you know clone helmet uh jedi temple guard mask a lightsaber uh, hilt, uh, some sort of sculpture pieces. Yeah, I've got uh, no idea what that brown thing is. Uh, and the Sindula family Karika sculpture, which I think is the lizard one uh, coming through together. Uh, well, the, um, the, the, now are they, the, yeah, what do they call them? The Yel- Yelsim, Yelsimiri or whatever, the, the lizards. Now, in, in the books, where Thrawn is um, doing his thing, they're the um, the creatures that actually block the Force, and so he keeps keeps those near him at all times, um, so that if he's attacked by a, a Jedi or someone with you know the Force powers, they they'll be negated if they get near him. And so, I'm are they actually meant to be living creatures, or is it some sort of a statue? Like, I'm are uh, they a statue piece? So, it's all these pieces are actually from the TV show Rebels. Ah, uh, gotcha. And he has sort of his trophy room, and these are sort of bits and pieces that they actually had dotted around, which is where the uh, Holy Grail comes from. That was just a little Easter egg in the background yep, uh, of yep. it there that they included here, which I didn't pick this set up because I knew we were getting him singularly, and it was kind of uh, a lot of money just for accessories, most of which didn't really matter that much. But out of okay. all of them, I almost spent... Uh, a couple of dollars to get the Holy Grail uh, <laughs> loose by itself as a bit of a quote-unquote Grail uh, item. But I th- I'm living more in hope that maybe one day we'll get a Indiana Jones Black Series if we ever get yeah. an indie film. <laughs> Look, I I love this this set. Uh, I didn't get it when it first sort of came out because people went a bit silly, uh, and so I decided to sort of hold off uh, and and picked it up. You know, as I mentioned earlier, with my uh, my newfound wealth, um, I stalked it on eBay for quite some time, and then I found a seller uh, who was selling them because they they had damaged ones. And it said, you know, please note this box will have um, creases or dents or, you know, that sort of thing. And I thought, oh, you know what, Mike, you know, for all the cool accessories and all that, I, I don't mind paying, you know, about 30, I think it was about 37 less than what the, the other asking prices were. Uh, and then mine arrived and uh, I can't find anything wrong with it at all. So uh, not complaining at all, I have to tell you. Uh, but look, this is a great, I mean, Thrawn is a, a great figure. I think, you know, I remember reading 
the books and thinking that he was fantastic. And I think the blue skin um, really makes this this figure pop against the um, you know that white outfit. It's a, a really cool looking figure. And uh, once again, the packaging is just sensational. There's this really cool um, see through blue plastic sleeve that kind of goes over the the rectangle box and it's kind of triangular so it sits um you know it it covers up the the split where the box opens up and holds it closed and um you know it just slides off and then you know the box opens up but the actual the whole box is actually um kind of like a diorama piece uh, you can open those those sort of side panels right up and, and put it up against your wall and make it look like the interior, um, you know, of a ship. It's it's really quite clever. I'm I'm really quite impressed with this one. Very nice. And yes, I'll probably pick up Thrawn on his own because uh, yeah, I'm just really <laughs> really digging that figure. <laughs> Number box. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Is it, uh, now, I'm quite terrible at pronouncing this word, but our next figure is the Elite Petrorian Guard with Heavy Blade. So this was another Amazon uh, exclusive. So once again, really easy for us to get. We just ordered it off Amazon and they shipped yeah. it to us, uh, which is nice. And this is one of the Red Guard guys, for those that don't know. And it's the one that has... Kind of the off-kilter helmet with the flat back uh, coming in. And what I do like about this one is he comes with two different uh, weapon accessories. He's got sort of that sword that becomes a bit more of a whip when they separate it into pieces. And obviously his namesake, the big heavy blade, coming in. So he does help you with your army building there as well, coming with those uh, different weapons. If you get multiple, you can sort of... Uh, display them with different pieces and styles. Yeah, interestingly for this one is, did yours actually come in a white shipper? Uh, I think it did actually. Yes. Yeah, I'm finding quite. Um, I mean, you know, it's your standard sort of um, black, black and red sort of um, window box packaging. But um, on the white shipper, it actually says Star Wars Episode Eight Black Victor Guard Three. So I don't know what a Victor guard is and what the difference is between a Praetorian and a Victor. Could just guard. be like a working yeah. title type thing, like a. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they give them weird. Like there was the whole leaked list of the Han Solo figures that all oh, had like yeah. Greek god names and things yeah. like that. This guy in particular is a, an awesome design. I, I I'm really digging this. I, I like, you know, the overlapping armor plates on the arms. Um, I'm not as big a fan as the, you know, the the variant that has the the big flap over the top of the head. Um, you know, the almost like the you know Praetorian Guard leader type dude. Yeah. Um, you know, this guy actually you know kicks ass for me. I think it's a really great design, and the fact that they, um, you know, they they. Uh, commended themselves what's the word um quite well in the film too so it went just goes to show that they were pretty sort of kick ass and yeah i've picked up you know the army building ocd what a surprise um you know quite a few of the praetorian guards but just having um you know this guy off to the side as as they're kind of like they're heavy i think is yeah a really nice uh, addition just sort of just varies things up a bit and makes for a great display with that uh throne room snoke uh, yes yes indeed them around in on the side yes all right well moving on we're going to talk about corned beef 
Yeah. You've but, completely ruined this figure for me, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> I might have put a post up on my social media about how the Ray in training on Crate figure, uh, the sort of red rock design, just looks like uh, chunks of corned beef, which is probably my least favourite uh, style of serving beef. Uh, that comes with sort of a downed ship part, I'm assuming, if it's... Yeah. Sort of kicked up the rock from under. It's sort of this mechanical Star Wars piece that uh, she's at best actually displayed, I tend to find with mine, sitting down on rather than trying to stand her uh, yeah. on the display, sort of almost in the thinker pose. Uh, so it is, in a lot of ways, the basic Ray figure from Last Jedi in sort of her grey uh, version of a overlapping cloth outfit, uh, but the lighter grey part of the cloth is actual real material, and mm. her mm. lightsaber hilt and blaster are diecast. Yes, metal, uh, which That's is very cool. a very nice touch. So, I actually do prefer this figure over the basic ray. Uh, yep. It is slightly, yep. it's just, you know, from a distance, having that real texture uh, makes for posing her a bit better and uh, sort of, it actually does hang very well on her. And it yeah. does mean that her blaster is very nice and straight and doesn't get bent in the packaging being made out of metal. Uh, yep. So that's really nice. The only problem was uh, it doesn't have a hole for a finger in the blaster to go through uh, mm. in terms of the trigger point. So it doesn't hold particularly well but sitting there in her belt uh it works quite nice yeah it's a bit of an odd choice i mean i i, I mean I understand that you get the soft goods and and the metal accessories but you know it's not so different to the regular figure that i can kind of understand I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try and understand the thinking of you know that the hasbro star wars folks sitting around the table and going hey what about we do another ray and it's like the exact same figure but we give her soft goods and yeah, you know, as in, I, I I don't think there's enough different. And for me, I, you know, you got this figure before I did, and once you made the corned beef joke, I I just couldn't unsee it. And so I actually resigned myself to not picking it up. But then uh, I happened to walk into Toys R Us, and they did one of those things where if you show your VIP membership card, um, they had quite a a heavy discount, and that's when I sort of went, uh, and you know, being a a toy collector, how can you pass up on a sale? Yeah. Well, I do think there might be a couple of reasons. One is I have noticed with a lot of these exclusives, which we haven't really covered yet, but we're getting into in a sec, you could almost build up a collection of main characters without ever picking up the basic releases. Yeah. Uh, you could just pick up exclusives, which do seem to be more readily available than the single uh, releases in some cases, uh, particularly this one. This is one that actually made our shores. It was uh, stacked at uh, Toys R Us's. Uh, and if you remember with the last film, there was that uh, uh, controversy, which is a bit debatable. That could be a whole topic on itself of where's <laughs> Ray and how readily available she was. And they did ship this one out a little bit after Force Friday. So this yeah. one could have also been a bit of a counter-assurance of like, okay, if the Rays sell, then we've got this one coming shortly after nearer the release of the film that will uh, allow us to have this character back on shelves. So it's not necessarily going to hit that same uh, controversial point, hopefully. Uh, could be something I could see them discussing. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, well, speaking of one Force user uh, followed up by another, and uh, we also had a, a similar deal going on with Kylo Ren in a, a throne room situation. And this isn't actually one I've picked up yet, and uh, I don't know, I'm still kind of on the fence, I think. I I, I have the the sort of the single-release Kylo without the helmet, and, of course, you know, we have the, the older figure with the helmet, and I just, I don't know, at the moment, I think that's about as... Um, as many Kylos as I think I need. So I don't know. You, you might need to sell me on this one. <laughs> I don't know how well I'll sell you on it other than <laughs> I, I do think it is a cool Kylo figure. It's probably my favorite uh, of oh, the Kylo on, figures yeah. they've done. <laughs> uh, but the reason being he is sort of the best uh, piece, but it is a piece that we've gotten uh before it's just in that comparison so uh he has sort of nicer paint on the head sculpt uh Mm. that really brings out the scar a little bit more and has a little bit more expression that's brought out by the shading on the face the helmet is die cast metal uh, which is very nice and uh adds a hell of a lot of weight to it so much so that they actually did re-sculpt the ball joint in his neck which is a bit of a shame because it does mean that you can't take this nice uh regular head and put it on your other kylo figure and sort of display one with the helmet on and the nicer head on the regular kylo figure for example which was something i was Mm. planning to do because they are completely different ball joints now underneath to support the metal uh helmet so i've got him holding uh, the helmet now. Uh, he also comes with the cloth uh, cape, which does tend to drape fairly nice on him, uh, and that that works a little bit better than the sculpted one, at least for me uh, on my display. And uh, he does have diecast lightsaber help too, which I do quite like those. But it's sort of mute when you're looking at it. You can't really tell between the sculpted and the non-sculpted. Yeah. Uh, But the big advantage for him uh, and potentially picking him up is he does come with the other part of the throne room display piece, which does (laughs) bring that out more and makes for a great display with those guards and Snokes. That said, though, if you don't have the Snoke throne, this is just a completely wasted flat base. But uh, if you do, (laughs) you feel obligated. It it does make that throne pop a bit more. Uh, it's looking pretty good, I have to say. <laughs> you know, I think if I could walk into, you know, um, Walmart tomorrow and buy this, I'd, I'd, I'd seriously consider it. But um, given that we don't have Walmart in Australia, um, you know, I'd have to make a concerted effort to hunt it down online, which uh, I'm not that keen on doing. But, yeah, I agree. I think um, certainly the, the paint apps on, you know, Mr. Driver's face look a lot better than the other figures, so... And this was one that uh, I, I picked up through a, another continent that had it as an exclusive on a website. And it actually sold out pretty quickly. It wasn't straight away, but it was only a couple of days that it was up before it uh, disappeared uh, through it there. So I don't know if maybe this website just had very limited stock. Uh, being that it was a figure we'd seen a few times recently. We just had, in sort of that Rogue One period, another Kylo come out uh, unhelmeted uh, that seemed to peg warm, so maybe they didn't want to risk it too much, but I haven't really heard how it's going in 
Walmart stores in the States if it's a hot seller or uh, mm, if mm. not. But uh, for us here, is a little bit harder to track down now, this set. Yeah. All right. Let's move on and talk about something big. Yeah. Now, this is one I've got the basic release of, but you've picked up this exclusive version. I have indeed. I have indeed, and it is one that I'm very pleased uh, to own because, uh, as I said, that you know, I've pretty much made the commitment that uh, any any vehicle uh, type situation they bring out for Star Wars Black, I'm going to go out of my way to buy because um, you know I want to show my support basically. But yeah, look, I was lucky enough to actually get one of these through a, a third party a retailer, which is as big a surprise to me as to anyone. Um, and, and look, I, you know, I don't. <sighs> This one is beautifully presented, like uh, much the way um, they have in the past with things like Jabba um, on his um, his kind of, you know, throne base platform thingy. Um, this is really, really nicely presented compared to the, the regular release. And it's one of those ones that you almost want to just pop on your shelf as is because it, it just looks so good. They've actually put the land speeder in the box on a bit of an angle so you can kind of see it um, without having to take it out. So... Um, but, you know, it does go for a lot on the secondary market. And to be honest, uh, if you do have a pretty good Star Wars black display with a whole bunch of other stuff, um, you know, most people probably wouldn't be able to pick the difference, um, you know, from, from the other side of the room. Because I think really the only difference with this, the major thing with the land speeder is um, the paint apps. They've actually gone out of their way to do uh, a much better paint uh, application than what you'd probably get through the mass sort of factory. Um, for instance, the engine bay has a lot more detailing inside it and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, is it still sort of on your list? No. It, it, to be honest, it never was once I knew that we were getting a regular version mm. of it. It's those The paint apps are really cool. I'm looking at images of them here, and it is much better than the regular... Uh, release version but for where it's sort of hidden on my shelf and yeah the amount that's coming that i'd have to pay to pick it up and grab it's just not not feasible i could get a couple of other uh yeah whole pieces like i'm as i mentioned i'm still missing the inferno trooper so uh you know i could probably get two or three of them for the cost that it would be for these paint apps on yeah, the land speeder. But if I had a choice between the two, um, I would have picked up this one. But yeah, the the cost of it uh, just outweighed it. Oh, he, he does come with a hat. I, I got a hat with my regular. <laughs> oh, that's one. Right. I think the other um, the <laughs> difference that's kind of gone a bit unnoticed is I have heard that his poncho is made out of a slightly different material that allows oh, it to sort yes. of hang yeah. a little bit. Uh, better? Something's ringing a bell, yeah. yeah. Look, to be honest, uh, if I can get my hands on a cheap, regular version uh, of the Landspeeder, I'll actually pick that up and, and open it up as my display piece and uh, and just keep my other one sort of, uh, you know, in the box for now. I'm not in any great hurry to open it. But, um, yeah, look, this is just uh, a win-win for me. I'm, I'm glad we're getting this kind of stuff because I'm really keen on <laughs> seeing, like, a banther and, and stuff like that in the future. Well, judging by the amount that seem to be on my uh, store shelves, I'm sure yes. <laughs> they'll be hitting discount at some point. Uh, Indeed. But speaking of things hanging around on shelves, one that did not is our next figure, and that is 
the Clone Commander Gree that was a Toys R Us exclusive. Now, this chap did actually hit Australian shells, but you'd be forgiven for not knowing it because he was pretty much gone in a day. Mm. Uh, he, as far as I know, uh, also was very limited in stores. There was only one store here in Victoria out of the bunch of Toys R Us's that I frequent that actually seemed to even get him in. Yep. Uh, and it was an empty peg. What I saw, I just saw the little card that said exclusive grey uh, <laughs> figure. Now, luckily, he did go up for a very short window on their Australian website, and I was able to pick him up there, but uh, I never actually saw one in the wild. Uh, now, yeah. did you grab grey? I did, I did, and uh, yeah, like yourself, um, this one sort of came as a surprise because, I mean, when you hear that we get these exclusives, it, it really is a toss of the coin as to whether the Australian, you know, stores such as Target and Toys R Us will actually stock it, even though it's an exclusive in the US, um, you know, as you mentioned with the Executioner. So, um, you know, and I mean, this one I don't have a, any particular fondness for, um, I certainly like um, you know the the library and stuff. You know, with the green on the on the trooper armor and whatnot. But uh, I've actually got a, a friend that um, I've known for a while now, um, Johnny, and he actually works at Toys R Us. And so every now and then, when uh, he's um, sort of doing the the shelf uh, packing and stuff like that, he'll just um, you know Facebook message uh, a photo and go, you know, is this something you're interested in? And it's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, he'll he'll put one aside and I'll go in and, and pick it up. And he said, yeah, we only got three of them. So, yeah, I think I was very, very fortunate to just be in the right place at the right time to, to get this one. But, yeah, he's a really nice-looking figure. Yeah, he's fantastic. He was one that uh, when I went to the Force Friday launch, uh, I made a bit of friends with some of the folks there in line. And uh, one of them had managed to pick up this guy and was just raving about how good the paint apps were on him. Mm, just mm. How he just kept going on about it, it was the best paint apps uh, there had been in Star Wars Black. And uh, I, I give him credit, he's right. Like getting him in hand and looking at the paint detail on him is just incredible. I, I always liked these Kashik troopers just because it's kind of like, well, that makes sense to wear camouflage in the forest. That's, <laughs> That's a very good idea that they seem to forget about by the time they get to uh, Endor. Uh, but he is a very cool design and one that you couldn't do if you were going to skimp on the paint. So he's a yes. perfect choice for an exclusive where you can put in that extra detail for cost. And they did throw in a little bit of new sculpting here. So he does have a newly sculpted torso and the uh, sort of upper thigh there. So he's got his little um, uh, pouch. Yeah. Runs yeah. around the leg, which is nice. And that massive clone trooper gun that I just love. <laughs> yeah, look, I think uh, Gertie was, was on point when she uh, she painted this guy. And, and camouflage is not easy to do at the best of times and and i agree i think the paint job on this one um sort of equals what they did on sabine um in, in terms of you know you can't just sort of crank this one through the um you know the production process you actually have to take a little bit of time and, and care to actually get it right so uh, i'm glad that you know hasbro are actually making the call and and you know giving us the opportunity to get some figures like this so very nice very cool 
now our next one is the Luke Skywalker Jedi Master Ark 2 Island. Uh, so this is basically Luke at the end of Force Awakens, standing on the edge of the cliff, uh, looking out, uh, waiting for his lightsaber to be presented to him. Uh, now, this you mentioned before about Ray and trying to understand where just kind of re-releasing a figure might come from as an idea. And this is more the figure that leans into my mind uh, when it comes to that. So, like Ray, he has replaced some of his plastic clothing with a more cloth uh, design. So it does hang a bit on him. Now, it is a little bit frustrating because then he has plastic parts over the top of that. And so there is a lot of re kind of adjusting under that, uh, that you need to do when you do sort of pose him around a bit. He still has that same annoying, uh, cape though, where there's no real way of, uh, putting it on mm. as far as I can tell, but does have two pieces of string that seem like they're there for some reason, but <laughs> no one can really figure out, uh, what to do with them to stay it on. And the Arctu base is actually fairly nice. It does uh, it is. capture yeah. that well. Uh, but in terms of the figure, it's pretty much the same, just with slightly more detailed paint washing going on, on the face, which to be honest is, in hand, I think, slightly better than the regular release. In a lot of the photos that you see uh, under heavy uh, lighting, it uh, makes him look more like the dude from uh, The Big Lebowski. Than, yeah. uh, if you hold your head on the right angle, he almost looks a bit like George Lucas too. I don't know, it just seems to be inspired by about three or four different actors yeah. that uh, aren't um, Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, he he does come with some die casting, but it's literally just his metallic hand clenched in a fist. <laughs> the metal part. He does come with an open hand as well, but that's just the regular uh, plastic release version of it. Uh, and weirdly, and this is on the regular one too, uh, but this is a newly sculpted belt for this version to hang uh, the cloth in. He also has the attachment for a lightsaber hilt on his belt, which I wonder if there were plans for something there in the movie that got cut or if that was Hasbro covering their bases because they weren't access to any uh, images of him having a lightsaber but might have figured, oh, we might still have one, so we'll put it in there if we need to do another release like what happened with Ray, where they didn't know that Ray uh, was going to have a lightsaber till very late in the game, which is why there was that running change to her to include yeah. a lightsaber so I'd, I'd like to know the story behind that little tag uh, one day and you need to get your naming convention right too it's a laser sword not a lightsaber yeah <laughs> yeah look this this is another one um i haven't actually picked up yet uh i just haven't to be honest you know the, the plastic rock is just um really not quite selling me um on it yet uh and you know as much as i enjoyed um you know mark Hamill's performance and and Luke in the the film etc. I, I don't feel like I need uh, you know four different versions um, of old man Luke. Um, you know I think the the regular release one for me you know I'll, I'll stick it on my shelf with the rest of the cast and and be done with it um, sort of thing. So don't know another one that I think if I can get it for a good price yeah I'll, I'll add it to the collection. He is a little bit like Kylo Ren where he kind of works best once you get that. Uh, resistance ray figure so you can actually pose her 
holding out the lightsaber to him on the cliff. Yeah. It does add a little bit more. Um, but yeah, by himself, it's it's probably the most lacking out of the exclusives for uh, being one of those deluxe exclusives. Yes, yeah. All right, well, the next one is one that um, really does my wallet in um, with the, the army building. I, I held off for quite some time with this one until I could actually uh, track it down for a good price because I ended up getting two. Um, no surprise there to anyone. And it is the uh, Guardians of Evil, I think, is the actual um, title that I've seen around for this one. And it's basically the four-pack of Royal Guards. Um, and uh, I, I love this. I just think it's gorgeous. I'm, I'm a big fan of the designs uh, of these guys, particularly the um, the Blue Senate Guards that we saw in the prequels. Um, I, I just... I'm a big fan of sort of that Greek Corinthian style, you know, Spartan helmet um, and, and all the different designs. And so this is just, yeah, this is just glorious eye candy for me. Yeah, I remember you saying in one of our many uh, text message chats, like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting this for the Blue Senate Guard for sure. And I was like, oh, it's normal sarcastic Ben throwing it out there. And you're like, no, 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 that's, that's I really like the design. That's, that's my, my main reason for getting it. I was a bit taken aback from uh, <laughs> that but yeah no i was very happy to get this set now we did get the regular uh royal red guard uh release this year as well uh but mine actually came with a bit of a factory default he had two right arms uh which right. i oh. the retailer that i use were very generous they offered to do a swap but then i was like oh then i've got to actually post him send him back and then mm. he's selling fast so if they do sell out by the time they get it there might be an issue there with getting one and then I got to get either that one returned or have to track him down on the secondary market. Uh, so I just decided to leave it cause he was going to spend most of his time with that cloak, uh, yeah. over the top of him anyway. So being able to get another one of these guys so that I can actually pose this one, but have two on the shelf. Uh, I was very happy with, because then the other ones I was kind of happy just to have one of, I didn't, uh, really need to army build the Senate Guard or the other very cool one, which is the Shadow uh, Trooper that's just a black repaint of the uh, regular Royal uh, Guard, which was from the Force Unleashed video game. And yeah. uh, they did do in the old three and three quarter inch scale, and he was a very hot figure uh, back then. So I imagine when these guys are selling loose. Uh, this Shadow Royal Guard would probably be the biggest seller of uh, the bunch. And also that yeah. last Petronian Guard who has the big flat top, which I actually really like. He's probably my favourite. Uh, yeah, and, and he's different again in that he actually comes with a, a different weapon. So as far as I'm aware, he's the only version of this guy that comes with that um, those two single-bladed weapons, isn't he? Ah, uh, he is. Yeah, so, look, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of obvious reuse here. As you said, the Shadow Guard is, is basically just a repaint of the, um, you know, the, the Royal Guard, the Red Guys. Um, but, you know, if, you've, if you're familiar with the Shadow Guard and the story behind them and, and how, um, you know, they became the, the, the super-duper um, Royal Guard out of the remains of the Red Dudes, etc. And, um, you know, they're actually very cool. And, look, I, you know, this is a, a really nice set. I just, I think the... Um, 
you know, the, the, the it's actually quite striking to actually look at it because it comes in that really nice sort of window box that we've seen uh, quite a few times now, like with the uh, the Stormtrooper, Oxico, you know, TIE Fighter pilot guy, uh, etc. So it's that, that nice long box with the four windows showing the, the four different ones. And, um, you know, like the Senate Guard, I think, just looks fantastic. I love that helmet. It's, it's quite clever. Um, it's a shame we never actually got to see them do anything sort of terribly exciting. Um, but, um, you know, I think, too, thinking outside the box, they could have easily gotten away with just throwing the regular Praetorian Guard um, in there. But, um, you know, making the, the choice to give him uh, some different weapons, uh, I think, was a really good idea. So it's giving you multiple versions of um, this figure. So uh, if you do put together your throne, um, uh, sort of Snoke on throne diorama, um, you know, you, you get a few of the regular ones, and, yeah, you've got some good variation. Now, the one gripe I do have is that uh, the Praetorian Guard has some cloth goods on uh, his bottom there, which does work fine. It does make him poseable, but it does make him stand out as a little bit different from the other Praetorian Guards that have the moulded plastic uh, sort of half cape coming down. Uh, the bottom so i'm not too sure why uh they changed the design and didn't just reuse the whole mold there for the down part but it's mm. uh, it, it is something that does kind of catch my eye when i see them posed together yeah and look i think it's fun too because um you know i mean the praetorian guard were actually uh you know a legitimate group um in the, the imperial roman army they were often used as some um, personal bodyguards to to emperors so you know that's actually a really cool um, not there with the name, etc. But look, I could talk about this set for ages. I, I really dig them. I think the Shadow Guard, as you said, you know, they look great too. So very nice. And uh, yeah, good opportunity um, to get, um, you know, some otherwise unreleased uh, figures. All right, well, we're moving on to drivers, and this is where I start to get really confused because, uh, you know, I, I send you endless messages going on. So which is the guy that was at Walmart? Was he the sergeant or the regular? or the? And then there's the, the elephant this and the driver that. And to be honest, I get them all really, really confused. So help me out. I would hazard a guess to say this figure is probably the most confusing Star <laughs> Wars figure that has ever been released because I was convinced for months... I owned this guy. I didn't. I didn't even know who he was. I was thinking of a completely <laughs> different figure. I, I don't remember him ever being announced or coming out, just that at some point he had come out and there were still a few remainders of him. And you're probably not even going to remember him from the movie because he's probably had the least amount of screen time for any uh, Star Wars black figure other than Constable Zuvio. Uh, <laughs> and even then, they're probably uh, playing neck and neck. He just had a slightly more of a close-up. And that is the ATACT uh, driver. Now, he isn't uh, the ADAT driver in Canberra. He is the <laughs> ADAT driver of uh, one of those large ADATs that had the yellow side uh, panels uh, that was on the Scarif. So he is basically just a Scarif trooper uh, with a, a slightly different uh, paint job going on uh, that gives him sort of these blue shoulders and uh, red markings through there. So there was a little bit of a clip inside the cockpit of one of those during Rogue One. 
uh, and that deemed him getting an exclusive figure at <laughs> Target. Now, I had him heavily confused with the Tank Driver Toys R Us exclusive figure. Yes, uh, yes. It is very similar. So I, when I saw this guy online, I was just like, oh, yep, I, I'd, I'd pick that one up. I'd come through and gone. But he seemed to just come out and be released with very little fanfare. No one seemed to talk about him once he hit and just kind of hang around there on site. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people uh, were thinking what I was thinking. And it was only uh, when I sort of noticed, uh, you know, scanning through lists and that, that there were two different ones uh, and that he was marked probably, I actually, I think the reason he stood out to me was he was marked as target exclusive. And I was like, I remember picking him up from Toys R Us. <laughs> What's going on here? That's, uh, so, I got so most importantly, is, does this guy have a numbered box? Oh, that's a uh, good question. I don't think so from memory, but his Ray. box is long stored away for me, so yeah. I cannot say definitively. Let me. Yeah, it means he's 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 seriously uh, losing uh, interest for me because, um, yeah, I, I haven't felt sort of that compulsion to um, to army build a lot of the. The newer um, figures outside of the, the, you know, the stormtroopers. So, you know, this guy's not really, yeah, getting much of a look in for me. I, I might try and pick one up just to sort of, you know, for the, the OCD sort of completionist. But um, yeah, can't say as I'm, you know, kind of stalk him on eBay. He's one I'm happy to own one of, and would probably <laughs> never think about again uh, needing to build any more uh, up there in a the scene. Uh, now, the next figure, speaking of tracking down, uh, was one that was very hard for me this year, and that is the R5 D4 40th Yay! anniversary uh, exclusive. So he is one of the few 40th ones that's actually a new figure. Uh, and he's the only one, I believe, that they've said isn't getting a regular release, unlike the Death Squad Commander mm, and okay. the Jow, which is part of why I definitely wanted to track him down. Now, I have, uh, as of the time of recording this, purchased one, but uh, according to eBay, it has just departed uh, Los Angeles sometime in the last day. Uh, so, Ben, you'll have to actually take over for most of the lifting here. Yeah, look, at this uh, This was a must for me. Uh, I I am of the the vintage of collecting the original three and three-quarter figures when they came out. Uh, and, of course, you know, R5 was a, a pretty early release, um, you know, once we got past the, the whole 12 back thing and uh, I have distinct memories of actually getting this figure and actually thinking that he was really cool because um, he had you know he was a companion for for R2 and I mean I saw Star Wars when I was very very young and uh, you know going to the drive-in with my parents and then as the figures started to roll in because um, you know I guess at that age you don't have that that ability to sort of re retain memories and, you know, assign it to things. And so um, it wasn't until I saw Star Wars again, you know, a few years later, I could actually start to place some of these guys again. Uh, and so I didn't actually have a strong memory of R5. I just remember him being a, 
you know, a fun figure and his head clicked when you turn it around. But this is a really nice addition. And those vintage cards, look, that just sells it for me. Uh, I, some of my fondest memories are, you know, my, my mum buying me um, these figures and I, I kept the cards. Uh, I've still got all my backing cards for my originals in a, in a shoebox. Um, which is where I used to keep them as a as a kid. So, seeing this, you know, it really is great stuff. And and he's a great looking figure. Um, I was very lucky. I was on the Action Figure Blues forum, and I mentioned uh, to our, you know, on on one of the discussion topics, you know, hey, if anyone could keep a, an eye out, and uh, AFB member Josie Wales, um, who has helped me out in the past, went, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for you. And the next thing he said, yeah, I'll pick one up for you today. And he said, unfortunately, the bubble's a little squashed on the side, but um, otherwise, you know, it's all good. So, yeah, I don't have one that's mint on card, but uh, I'm not, you know, my OCD doesn't actually stretch that far. So, um, yeah, I'm actually quite pleased to have this guy in my collection. And I think, um, you know, I'm really struggling with the the concept of actually taking these off the cards. So um, he's one that I do the occasional eBay search on for uh, a loose version. So... Well, yeah, that's how I ended up uh, scoring him at a reasonable cost was uh, getting a loosed one uh, yeah. in because uh, I haven't been keeping on card and that seemed to be where a lot of people with the 40th were coming from. So there seemed to be a big price difference with uh, trying yes. to track him down 40th or otherwise. And yeah, I, I had to have him R5, D4 uh, for my Star Wars, which was the Power of the Force era. Uh, was a very beloved figure. I remember I picked him up with the Sand Trooper uh, on the way out as a kid to a family dinner and I probably annoyed all my sort of adult relatives (laughs) at the table because I'm the youngest of my extended family at the time, just sort of playing weird adventures between a Sand person and R5-D4, not even (laughs) sort of the main characters there, but uh, he had sort of this missile firing feature and guns that popped up out of the side, so uh, I didn't really use him as R5-D4 in my Star Wars adventures as much as he was kind of like an evil droid that had some sort of plans that the good guys needed to kidnap and (laughs) take more off of and was always under guard and whatnot, so he was a real sort of universe story builder for me he was the figure that needed to move the plot along to expand it out very good uh, (laughs) once it didn't fit in with established characters so i I got a big soft spot for r5 uh, d4 and he was also that first figure i remember seeing and thinking like wow they're getting to this guy like this this is getting kind of deep cuts in the run because power of the force didn't really have like the hammerhead or that early on it was always the main characters and then it started to seep into more of those side ones yeah no look he's he's a great addition and the the, that sort of classic uh element for me is uh is really why i'm you know collecting these guys as much fun as it is having a atacqr 2r2 you know driver um you know it's really you know the the cantina um, you know, um, patrons that, that uh, and the bounty hunters, etc., that are really um, making this worthwhile for me. So, R five is a huge win, and yeah, moving on to uh, one that seems to be a fan favourite, and that is the clone Captain Rex, who is a Hascon exclusive, making it yeah. uh, next to impossible for even our American collector friends to get. Yeah, uh, and there was actually one up for bidding here in Australia recently, so I was like, I'm going to keep an eye on this, because I might might be able to pick him up in an okay 
amount. He ended up going for close to $200 uh, in the end. Uh, yeah, it was. I was actually shocked because this is uh, like recently. So we know where the regular version is coming out uh, fairly soon. And I thought, okay, that might have dropped prices back on him now that that's close to release. And being in Australia, you might get a few less bidding because uh, someone buying internationally is going to have to pay higher shipping and that. But yeah, no, he's very much in demand, it uh, still seems now. Uh, I don't know where you fall with Captain Rex. I am a bit love-hates. I, I do think he was a cool character in the Clone Wars cartoon show. I was personally a bit uh, disappointed because he's actually heavily based on... Uh, Alpha, which is one of the ARC troopers from the Clone Wars comic book series. Mm. And they changed him in the end because his name was Alpha and they already had Anakin and were introducing um, Ahsoka and decided it was just too many A names, so we're going to introduce a new character uh, called Rex. And rather than giving him a large sort of cannon-type gun, we'll swap it over to the two uh, little pistols, which the ARC sort of had as their backup uh, ones yep. there. So I was a little bit like, oh, it's, he is cool. Like, can I retcon it in my head that they're... That the same guy and maybe just kind of changed his name uh later on but uh was always a bit disappointed we just didn't get alpha uh straight up here and i, I was never a big fan of the dyed uh premium blonde hair yeah uh, he's awkward uh, on him there so it's a, a bit a bit yeah as i said love and hate he's cool in some areas but i am a bit disappointed uh because if it had been him we would have been getting a realistic alpha uh, figure now, mm, which mm. I, I'd love and still hope we get one day. Yeah, look, I, I don't have a particular particular affinity for this guy at all. I have to say, um, to be honest, a lot of them start to blur together for me. And uh, you know, seeing what they go for on eBay, um, I, I have no desire to get into bidding wars um, for this one at all. So, um, you know, I mean, uh, I've got a lot of time for Tamawera Morrison. But there's only so many Tamawera Morrisons um, I actually need in my collection. Yeah, and that's the other thing that kind of I'm not 100% sold on in this figure is that the Tamara Morrison head sculpt looks completely different here from the other Tamara Morrison head sculpt that we got on Django uh, mm. <laughs> already. So for being a clone, it doesn't really uh, stand out uh, too much like being one. <laughs> Did they use the face scanning technology for this one? I don't believe so. I believe the face scanning technology is just going to be with newer actors in the mm. one I don't... Like, I think, as far as I know, Tamara Morrison is actually readily uh, available. He'll uh, turn up at your birthday party uh, if you want him to. He seems to be around. Now, maybe that's just because we're in the Southern Hemisphere and he's just across uh, the pond, but uh, I feel like I've seen him around at quite a few cons and that. Uh, through, but yeah. now he's got all that Moana money. I don't, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> quite the same. Yeah, yeah, I, that's all I can hear when uh, my kids watch Moana. Yeah. Is, uh, all I can hear is um, "Once Were Warriors" and uh, you know what becomes of the broken hearted. So, yeah. 
I'm going to get sued by Disney. Forget. I love that sound. I keep getting it stuck in my head, and my best friend uh, always has it on in the car, and we just belt it out. That's a good move if you get a chance. Uh, but uh, all things must come to an end, uh, much like the life of Ben Kenobi himself. Uh, but he gets to live on as a Force spirit, and that is our last exclusive that we'll be talking about uh, here today. And i got to say, I really love this figure. So Obi-Wan is uh, one of my favourite Star Wars characters, probably one of my favourite character focuses of uh, all time. And this one, for some reason, I didn't have a lot of pull towards uh, when it was announced, but once I had it in hand and saw sort of some of the crazy things they did on it, it really shouldn't work for me. Uh, So he does come with like this kind of purplish blue clear cloak. He's painted solidly in some areas and it transitions to see-through. And then he has Mm. what I can only describe as a cheap $2 store Christmas ornament gloss paints applied to his face Uh, and all these things generally aren't stuff that would grab me with a figure but for some reason all combined uh, makes for a really (laughs) unique figure rather than say just giving us a clear see-through translucent figure so I, I, I actually am quite enamored with this guy yeah, it's an interesting one. I was very lucky, and John, uh, aka Engineer Nerd, was kind enough to to pick one up from Walgreens. He uh, he stalks uh, his Walgreens for uh, for the rest of us uh, down here in Oz, sending me a package recently with half a dozen Medusas, human torches, and uh, one of these for me, the Spirit Obi One. And I think his comment was um, something along the lines of, you know, that's a weird figure. Um, or something and and yeah and I I was much the same like when I I was having a bit of a play and I thought you know this dude comes in a purple bathrobe like it looks really weird and it's like what he's he's kind of almost painted like with a pearl paint like it's got that it's not just metallic it's actually got a very pearlescent kind of um, feel to it and obviously they've cast at least in the bottom half like from the, the the waist down which is a solid piece those those kind of robes that's um, been cast in sort of translucent blue plastic. And then um, as you get about sort of three quarters of the way up towards his waist, they, they start to sort of add the sort of tan um, tunic colour to it. Um, and, yeah, it, it shouldn't work, but it kind of does. Yeah, it's just it's one of those figures I can't describe. It's all the individual parts are just kind of like, oh, that's a weird decision, but it really does come together and work in yeah. in a strange ways and he's just very unique i don't have another figure like him uh and even his packaging is slightly different it is a regular sort of red and black card but instead of the red you have blue uh coming through uh which uh i, I don't know how that runs for you as an ocd uh guy but uh it, it did sort of even make that packaging pop a little bit and i sort of hope if we get any other force spirit figures in the future in that similar box style that they throw in the blue just to make it seem a little bit different or something unique oh look i mean you know i think this works and they're just um it's just asking for a yoda to be done um you know the same way um you know obviously they can probably get away with doing old man luke now 
um, as well. And uh, I think as soon as they've got that Anakin, you know, the older Anakin, you know, head sculpt, um, it'll be a done deal too. So, yeah, I look forward to, you know, additions for the future. And for those avoiding spoilers, you're talking about Yoda at the end of Return of the Jedi when you talk about him as... Yes, yes. Right, yep, definitely. Yeah, that's yep, it. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> hey, I was actually going to ask you what the um, the difference between the two Rexes is. One's on just a regular black box and the other's on one of those kind of blue, you know, exclusive, you know, slip covery type ones, isn't it? It is, From and memory. there is also uh, some slight paint variation. So on the exclusive one, I think he's got like the ticks on his helmet of... yeah battle droids he's destroyed i don't think the regular version uh, mm, has mm. that and i think there's a little bit of sort of dusty washing uh yeah. going on that's a lot less prevalent on the basic release and i think the large uh clone uh pistol he comes with is uh yeah. also not included uh with that but i mean if you've got any of those clone packs and that you've got plenty of spares of that large blaster so uh, yeah kind of not too devastated there excellent well i think all things considered uh we're doing pretty well at uh at keeping up with this yeah it's, uh, <laughs> i tried to do a little i think i was telling you the other day i did a list of okay what do i actually need in black series and i was thinking oh it will be you know a dozen or so and i was up to about 40 different figures now. <laughs> Luckily, the way I was counting did mean that, say, like the four trooper pack is four figures that I'm missing because oh, yes. I don't have each of those. And I've managed to tick a lot of those off my list. So the last large trooper pack I'm missing is uh, the Skittle clones. And yep. I, I stupidly, I was waiting for it to come down. It never did. But that three pack of droids uh, that now oh, only yes. seems to be going up. Uh, thank you, Astromech Collectors. I, I should never have doubted <laughs> you. Um, so I do need to sort of track those down. And then I'm fairly close once. The, and then it's just a couple of single ones, such as Inferno, Shock Trooper. And uh, there was like a green clone commander uh, striped one. Uh, oh, yeah. which yes. I, I now have all the other stripes and I'm like, oh, I, I probably should get him even though he's kind of a variant. I wasn't worrying too much about them back in the old days, yeah. but now I'm kind of like, oh, I might might need to grab him. I'm close. Yeah, you, I'm really, close. Uh, you really need to hunt for some of these sales. Um, you know, I'm quite surprised. The, uh, the four-pack that contains, uh, I'm never going to be able to say his name, but, you know, o- Oxico, um, you know, the, the Crimson Stormtrooper, etc., that um, you know, that set was around for a long, long time at my Toys R Us, and the price just did not move. Like it just sat and it sat and it sat. And I'm pretty fortunate that I had one anyway. Um, and then just after Christmas, when Toys R Us were announcing all their sales and and things like that, I thought, oh, I'll pop over and just see if anything's gone on sale. And oddly enough, there was one set left on the shelf, and it was just beaten to hell. Um, it was real. I've never seen a box so wrecked. Like I just, it's, it's as if someone played soccer with it out the back. Um, and and the figures look perfectly fine. And it was basically about a third of the asking price. And I just thought, well, you know, there's my opener. So um, yeah, I actually picked up a, another one. But yeah, the, the the deals are few and far to to you know to find. Yeah, they they can be as uh, I always say though, like a safe search on eBay. Uh, can be your best friend 
Mm. In a lot of cases, particularly for those in Australia hunting uh, exclusives, it's amazing what uh, sometimes people can just put up with a buy it now and save search can help you be the first one that stumbles across it and yeah, uh, yeah. get in there, which I generally find to be helpful. And also just checking out different uh, online retailers and seeing what different ones uh, yeah. might have uh, on through uh, for offer. But uh, yeah, I, I do... Generally speaking, I tend to find it comes out better if you play the long game rather than the uh, yep. grab it here at the now and pay super crazy prices. But at the same time, getting in early with a pre-order and that can also be a friend if the opportunity arises. Yeah, absolutely. Too. It's, a, it's that weird gamble. Uh, <laughs> he can That's play right. on the other ends. But I, I'm starting to hit that point where I'm not waiting for things to go on sale. I think if I can get it at retail and I'm happy to pay that retail, I'm happy to get it. And that's much better than trying to pay large amounts later yes. on. Then I would be feeling disappointed if I paid retail and something goes super cheap uh, later. I still had it for those extra months ahead. So uh, I'm yeah. becoming better at, at that. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, really, the only figure I guess now that I've kind of got my eye on is uh, is the 40th anniversary X-wing Luke, um, who who goes for a stupendous amount of money. And uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who owns a, a retail shop, and he sells um, pop vinyls and things like that. Uh, and he actually mentioned that some of the early Marvel ones are going for really big dollars. And he said that, you know, he had someone contacting him and asking for, you know, early ones like Ghost Rider because they're, you know, going up in, in price. And I thought, hmm, given that uh, I'm predicting Pops will be the, the beanie babies of, <laughs> of, of 2017, 18 kind of thing, um, I'm seriously thinking of digging out all those Pops and uh, and getting rid of them to, to fund some of these other things. Yeah. So Could be a way to go. Yes, yes. All right. Well, mate, we uh, we got through them, uh, all of them, and uh, that should hold us over for quite some time now, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's also pretty much uh, everything uh, we have here. Uh, now, unfortunately, Scotty doesn't allow us uh, access to his email password, so uh, <laughs> we also don't have any feedback through to uh, pass on to you. But uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, suggestions, corrections uh, on our conversation here today, do feel free to email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out uh, on the show. But uh, uh, without anything else, that'll uh, bring us to the end. So uh, thank you for joining us and thank you, Ben, for joining me for this chat. Always a pleasure, mate. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. And, yeah, let's do it again soon. Let's. All right. Good journey. Bye. Night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. 
While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.